folks, um, it's really very interesting to uh, realize uh, a history just around 70, 80 years ago when the uh, Congress and Muslim League were struggling uh, to get the liberty from UK and uh, after Second World War, the United States Congress very specifically told um, colonials or like uh, France and Italy and uh, uh, UK, Portugal to get out of uh, the colonies because they were a burden on them and run their own affairs so they can come back as economic power. The Second World War literally destroyed UK, France and even Italy was not in such a good shape. So a Marshall Plan was devised which is was about 80 to 90 billion dollar back then, a lot of money to reconstruct the damage by the war and bring the economy back to uh, where it was. And uh, that's why the Britishers, they decided to leave India. And uh, the Pakistanis and Indians do not realize that it is the American Congress, American administration, which forced Britishers to leave India. I mean, Britishers could have been there for another 50 years if they wanted. But because of the American pressure, they decided to leave and give them uh, freedom. The two countries back then had not much uh, manufacturing uh, uh, units. They were not industrialized. They were very primitive, primitive even in agriculture. And there was no such thing as uh, R&D, like research and development. It was all in the West, in Europe, Japan, and uh, America, who have seen the industrialization of their country and were progressing leaps and bounds. It was easy for them to survive and prosper because they had such a great scientific base, the know-how, the knowledge, and just not the knowledge of science, but knowledge of history, knowledge of geography, and sociology, even religion, you name it. I mean, and they devised uh, the constitutions which were better than any holy book or any system of governing, uh, particularly when you compare to Muslim countries who were under rules of kings and nawabs, and then on the lower cadre, they were the slaves or chaudhrys and uh, nawabs and so on. So the Indian Congress, which had a lot of smart people like Nehru, they decided to nationalize these crooks' uh, uh, ownership, and they announced back in 1940-41. But when the Muslim League saw that, and they realized that the area where they are going to create Pakistan, they are a bunch of landlords and crooks and Sufi gangs, they decided not to push them. And that is what hurting Pakistan even today. That these people, they call themselves Ashrafia and they have the balls of the nation in their hand. Every law is made to benefit them, not for the poor. No work was done on the 
nation building no poor has any right no poor has access to health care and also the countries were democratic but they were unable to meet the demands of the public india realized it but they keep continue the struggle pakistan did not realize it and depended on the tagari from day one supporting the cold war uh, parties and being part of the a military alliance of europe and usa like ceto cento and then later the cold war they did everything to benefit the top 5% or even 2% particularly the military gang the military gang minted so much money from these alliances from these contracts and sold the liberty and the honor of the country and their main aim was to make properties and become millionaires and billionaires which they are today india on the other hand they nationalized all these states and the uh, their uh, free earning ventures jagidari was done the nawabdari was done and they got some stipend from the government and they had to give up everything so a national a nation can be created and a national policy can be implemented they started concentrating on the education and that is what actually created the revolution we know as india while pakistan it could never they only were looking for conflicts starting from early ceto cento so the cold war and then the afghan war and the 911 and now they are still busy in minting money on the war and terror drama against talibans or whoever western countries want they are not interested they have no idea what a nation should be and they have no idea what the rights of the people are i mean nobody in pakistan has any human rights only this jhq mullah gang and the powerful calling themselves ashrafia which are basically sufi gang controlling the parliament and the legislature and they don't allow any law to be informed or implemented which hurts them and then comes this mullah gang who do not allow any law supporting women or kids or secularism which is the key of success india is progressing exponentially because of the secular ideology they followed from day one there had been trouble but they dealt with it and the police in india he has every right and is probably the best in the world which keeps the law and order keeps the rule of law important and at the same time supports the everyday life and conflicts if you do a crime in india you will definitely end up in court and the court will decide when you do a crime in india you hire a judge and you can get away with that
If not, you can use Islamic laws and still get away with that. This is how low the system in Pakistan has been. And then the IQ of Pakistanis. I mean, I am amazed to see that even highly educated people in the Western countries, in Europe, in USA, they are so backward. They are so much involved in Islam and this shit of religion that they cannot see beyond religion. They want to create Pakistan everywhere they go. We have seen in UK, they created Mini Pakistan and now they are the fourth rated British national because they failed to assimilate because they failed to learn what the Western countries have been learning for hundreds of years. From the time of Magna Carta, where Europe realized the power of a man, of a civilian, not the power of military or mullah, that created the democracy. And democracy which gave them great benefits. The same democracy Britishers brought in India. And only Indian followed and the Pakistani journals, they destroyed everything democratic in the country. They only allowed democracy and the civilian rule as long as they wanted. That is why in 70 plus years of Pakistan history, no civilian government has completed five years of rule of power. They cannot make uh, plans for the future. They cannot do anything and knowing that the GSU gang is the most corrupt and is looting everything in Pakistan. Whether it is factories, it is uh, road construction, it is military hardware or anything which can make money for a common man is taken away by this military gang. And then they force the military quota on the professional institutions. I have studied a couple of this military uh, quota uh, people who never study in the college, in a professional college, and always copy in the exam and get second or third class passing. I remember one guy, he was sitting behind a very nice student who refused to show him his copy or help him in cheating. When the exam ended and everyone went out, he came and beat him up. This is how much the tuggery of the military gang has been in Pakistan. I mean, one of my anchors told me that while in Pakistan at that time, he had uh, telephone connections, waiting time of 15 to 20 years. So he knew one uh, major, he went to him and he called the uh, telephone department and demanded that he, this guy should get connection within a week. And then he got the connection. So all this corruption they did from bottom up and from top to bottom was the reason that Pakistanis stopped believing in the country and they start leaving the country. Millions have left. Very good professionals have left. 
doctors, engineers, accountants, you name it. But the military gang never cared because the new kids were born and they were running the country whichever way they could. But we could not create a society, a coherent understanding, our rule of law could not make any friendship with international community which could have brought the investment. As a matter of fact, military gang was behind all the false claims against non-Muslims or foreigners. They created a nation which is anti-American, anti-Israel, anti-India and everything anti which we call civilized. Because civilization, they wanted, they only believed in 7th century stupidity. The tribal culture which has no human rights. And because it was helping them, helping mullahs, they just destroyed the country from within. None of the Pakistan's enemy ever did anything against Pakistan. It was the GSQ, Mullah and Pakistanis themselves who destroyed the country from within by exploiting each other, by killing each other and never knowing what civilization means. I mean, it's unbelievable that we have a country where the tax collection is only 10% of the GDP. While India, which has 10 times more GDP or 20 times more GDP, has 20, 21% tax collection. That is why they can invest in the country, they can do something for poor, and the country is prospering. While in Pakistan, the government tries to get the due tax, this military gang creates problems. And no one actually, because they know that the civilian government cannot survive if they rise against them. Mullahs rise against them, traders rise against them, and the same Pakistani crook traders, when they go overseas, they pay full taxes because they know they cannot get away. But in Pakistan, they don't pay any tax. Hardly. I mean, 2 million people paying taxes in 220 million population. Never heard of. I mean, this GSQ gang, this stupid corrupt some of the politicians, they don't understand what the real problem of Pakistan is. They don't understand that this shit of religion is the main thing what is holding them and destroying their country from within. I've said many times, even if Pakistani, they stop going to Umrah and Hajj, they will save at least four to five billion dollars. Which is good enough. You don't have to go to IMF. If you increase your tax collection as much as in India, you don't have to beg from any country. But every Pakistani has become a crook and the worst crook is this military gang who does not like this country. They send all their kids overseas, make them foreign national and when they retire, they go to New York and Europe and have good time. Not even 1% of Pakistani generals are living in Pakistan. 99% go out. Like this Bajwa, he has run away from the country, probably in Belgium, because he made more than 11 billion rupees 
his corruption made him billionaire. So he don't care. His family is foreign national. He thinks that he will have a good time over there. But if he has conscience, he should not be able to sleep any night because he has destroyed the country from within. And if we see Europe or US where everybody has a freedom of expression, everybody has a freedom of uh, art, freedom of faith, and none of it is available in Pakistan. You cannot change faith, you cannot make pictures, you cannot make sculptures, you cannot draw pictures, there is no art and uh, in Pakistan nobody is no supporter of art except very few and who do it uh, in a hiding way because they cannot announce they bought this picture which is haram in Islam, they bought this sculpture which is haram in Islam and all that bullshit. Because of the religion, they are unable to create any jobs. If they had not got into this shit, they, there will be jobs everywhere. Plus we see, like we see in civilized world, every street corner has a help wanted sign. That is why millions of third world country people are going there and being hired same could have been in Pakistan. If we had a civilian government, if we had a smart people, not this second or third class interpass idiots whose only aim in life is to become millionaire and millionaire and do property dealing. Folks, you have to understand, Pakistan is going down because of its own follies. There is no way in the world even Imran Khan if he comes to power can save this country because the freedom the freedom of expression freedom of faith freedom of art freedom of culture and all kind of freedom which western and civilized countries enjoy is not available is not allowed in Islam so when you keep talking about the shit of 7th century, even in the name of riyasat madina is not going to help because riyasat madina is an absolute bullshit. There was no Riyasat. They were gangs of killers using each other. Muhammad was being exploited day and night. He was hated by his own people. When he died, they left him die alone and did not bury him for three days. And then they went after his uh, daughters and his other families. They killed them. They poisoned them until the Abbasid came in power. The Umayyads and all the four caliphs were totally against Muhammad. Not even a single article or small book was allowed to be written by uh, Umayyads or even four caliphs. The first book which was published was after when Abbasid took over and they realized that they should allow it. All the hadith and sunnah and all the drama was created after more than 
200 years from the death of Muhammad. It was almost like 20 generations because the the empire Arabs had created by killing and barbarism had could not be sustained without the drama of Islam and that's why all these hadith and sunnah and all this shit was written just to keep the non-Arabs under control and we see it even today all the mullahs in Pakistan they are Arab Dallas and they take those books and give lecture to each other hate each other make people fight each other and they say oh Alibad were very good and this bath was very good none of them was of is a fact the fact is this was all family fight Alibad were related to Mayas Abbasids were the main relative left after Muhammad because Abbas was the real uncle and was the heir to all what he had because he has daughters back then and there was no Arabic rule of giving property or the wealth one owns to daughters it has to go to the male heir so the Abbasid were the right heir but then later the Shias who hated uh, Arabs because of their discrimination and exploitation and racism they created Shiaism they took Ali and then created religions to challenge Arab Tagari and they are still doing today because the religion created by Muhammad was an absolute racist homophobic anti-woman in the beginning it was not that much anti-woman but from the time of Omar, when the women were forced to stay inside and only read Quran, it totally became anti-woman. And that affected the uh, Arab culture in a very negative way. They could never evolve as a civilized nation. Always killing each other. No change of government ever happened in peace or through understanding. It was either overthrown by killing or by revolt. And that con conditions continued throughout the Muslim world, whether in Central Asia, in Iran, in, even in India. I mean, imagine the Britishers came to India and this stupid Aurangzeb on the behest of the Mullah gang, who said, you are a better Sufi and your brother is not a Sufi. He is secular. Kill him. He wasted 30 years of his life to kill his own brother. Instead of realizing where the world is going, what industrial revolution has done to Europe and these European nations who have come, how powerful they are. Instead of learning and cooperating with them, they made it so easy for British to take over. Historically, the every king had to fight at least wars to take over the country and then fight continuously every 10 years with his opponents. The Britishers fought only two wars and then took over the whole India and took over for better. I have said in the past it was a blessing that the Britishers came and created a united country, united army, united legislature and independent judiciary. 
but in pakistan today we don't have anything which can be called democratic thanks to this interpass gang particularly this chief of army staff who is a thug from bottom to up he cannot be a civilized person think about it folks god bless